0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Survive and Thrive, a podcast that brings you stories and perspectives on how in changing times, leaders and organizations can not only transform to survive, but also thrive. I'm your host, Jennifer Ayers. As a recap, last season, we focused on change management and helping our listeners understand how to positively influence the change they want to see in their organization. This season, our fourth season, we hope to focus on some of the important aspects facing many organizations today regarding the subject of the future of work and creating a healthy work culture. Today, I'd like to continue our discussion on employee experience. We gave an introduction to the topic on episode 16 of season four. My partner, Lisa Inslee, and I also covered it on episode 21, For the next few episodes, I'd like to delve into different aspects of employee experience, whether that's technology, environment, or culture. As we've spent a lot of time talking about culture this season, I'd like to focus on how physical space impacts our productivity, wellness, and more. In particular, we'll frame this episode around the question, How can we improve our office space to improve the employee experience? Especially as we consider folks perhaps being in a hybrid experience or still working remotely and needing office space from time to time. And really, before we can get into it, we probably should ask, will there be office space in the future? With the popularity of remote work and the high cost of rent, Are people going to even want to go into the office? Are employers even going to provide one? While many companies made the leap to go fully remote, the majority are sticking to a hybrid work schedule. A 2022 Accenture report found that 63% of high-revenue growth companies are utilizing some kind of hybrid model. That same report discovered that 83% of workers preferred this arrangement. If you'd like to delve further into this topic, check out Season 4, Episode 2 of the Survive and Thrive podcast. It's different to remember that office spaces are still relevant and being used, just in a different way. For now, let's chat about how that space can influence us. Now that people have more flexibility on whether they go into the office and when they go in, employees will be more intentional about what offices are attractive to them. In order to recruit and retain top talent, leaders may want to consider how the physical space impacts the employees and their work. Given the opportunity, employers should be intentional about the office space selected. Sometimes it can be easy to focus on the flashy fads of workspaces, such as kombucha machines and food trucks, or even bean bags in place of chairs. However, when it comes to the office space, our needs tend to be more functional and essential. For this episode, I want to focus on two needs that can make all the difference natural light and air quality. In a 2018 survey by Future Workplace, a research and membership firm, they discovered that natural light was the number one desired attribute of the office environment. Over 1,600 American workers ranked natural light above on site gyms, cafeterias, and even premium benefits such as on site childcare. What happens if employees don't experience natural light? Why is it so important? Well, the consequences tend to be felt and seen. 47% of employees stated that the lack of natural light or even a window in the workplace made them feel tired or very tired. 43% reported feeling gloomy due to the absence of natural light. In 2019, Future Workplace found that almost 40% of employees lose 60 minutes of productivity when their emotional wellness suffers in certain environments. Cornell University professor Alan Hedge also studied the impact of natural light, or lack thereof, on employees in 2018. He found that the optimal amount of daylight can reduce eye strain, blurred vision, and headaches in workers by 84%, The presence of natural light not only bolsters the wellness of employees, but also their productivity. Professor Hedge discovered that workers who sit near windows saw an increase in productivity by 2%, which may not sound like much, but adds up to be an additional $100,000 a year for every 100 workers. I think this data just reaffirms what many of us came to value during lockdown and after. The simple truth is, we just Feel better when we have access to sunlight. And the same goes for air quality. More on that in a moment. Did you know that as humans, we breathe over 10,000 liters of air each day? Wow. (sighs) For reference, we consume less than 10 liters each of food and liquid daily. Breathing in a way, is the biggest task we do. So why not talk about this? And why do we overlook it in our environments? Well, maybe because it's easy. As easy as breathing is, you could say, it's easy to not really think about it. Now, I'm not trying to be cheeky here, but breathing is so natural yet the quality of the air we breathe is really impactful, and it can influence every aspect of our lives. In 2021, the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health researched the effects of air quality on employees across countries and professional fields over the course of the year. Overall, they found that employees in offices with lower air quality Had lower cognitive functions compared to those working in spaces with better filtration. The impact on cognitive function included slower response times and lower focus and productivity. The researchers at Harvard stated that this study contributed to their growing knowledge that air pollution impacts our brains. It's effectively a hazard to our health. Well, it is in our work as well. In fact, As early as the 1970s, the World Health Organization recognized acute health effects linked to time spent in work buildings, calling it Sick Building Syndrome, or SBS. SBS includes symptoms such as headaches, fatigues, throat irritation, dry cough, concentration issues, and more. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency cited poor ventilation and chemical biological contaminants as the top cause, and workers feel this. The 2019 Future Workplace Survey asked employees what factor impacted their workplace performance the most. Almost 60% of respondents pointed to poor air quality. In 2017, a survey conducted by Harvard found that stale office air can lead to increased headaches, respiratory problems. And as we've now discussed, a decline in cognitive function. Now I feel that air quality is even more important than ever before. So what does that mean that we need better air quality and what can leaders do about that? We'll answer that question in a moment. When it comes to improving air and sunlight quality in the office space, Employers and even team leaders can advocate and make decisions at different stages in the process. The first and most obvious change is ensuring proper air filtration in the workspace. Proper air filters are worth investing in and can impact everyone's health, wellness, and productivity. I feel like this became a much more relevant topic during the pandemic as people were in different homes and needed to continue to filter air. None of the other steps towards cleaner air will make a difference if the building itself does not have an up-to-date and effective HVAC system. Once that's done, ensuring that filters are often cleaned and rotated, as well as office materials such as furniture and carpets are also kept clean, can help. If you want to get creative with it, you can also add indoor plants that naturally filter and improve air quality, such as spider plants or dracania. I wouldn't underestimate these plants. They're easy to take care of, and they pack a powerful punch. They can actually remove formaldehyde, trichloroethylene, and xylene from the air. Besides, they add a little life and color to the space. In better weather, opening up windows can also help let new air in and freshen up the space. In terms of incorporating natural light, there are several things you can do. First, you can be intentional about the space you pick. With a hybrid work model, you may not need as large of a space that you needed previously. Perhaps you can trade in your current office for a smaller, higher-quality space or building for a smaller, higher-quality space. If given the opportunity, you can also invest in smart glass for glass walls or windows, which help prevent the glare of the sun on screens while also letting in natural light. It can be programmed to be transparent or frosty, and the settings can be changed throughout the day. Now, for example, Overstock.com installed 30,000 square feet of this smart glass window to help improve the employee experience, and if we consider the 2% increase in productivity we talked about earlier in this episode, this could translate to $2 million in savings with their payroll of $100 million. Not too bad. However, you can improve the natural light without having to knock down walls, of course, and create more windows. By carefully hanging placed mirrors in certain areas, you can bounce more natural light into spaces that might be harder to access. Additionally, the use of full-spectrum natural light bulbs can help to create a welcoming space that doesn't feel as draining as the light from traditional fluorescent bulbs. For higher traffic areas, you can invest in sun lamps, which mimic natural light and help the body produce more vitamin D, improving the mind and body. Lastly, lighter colored walls will help brighten up the space and reflect the sun that's coming in. While natural light and air quality may seem like the basics, its importance can all too easily be overlooked. And many workers are saying that they're appreciating this, with 42% of Americans suffering from a vitamin D deficiency and about 137 million Americans living in cities and states with poor air quality as of 2022. It's really important now more than ever to think about how we can improve our environment and apply this to our office space. It's one more lever to pull to improve our employees' health well-being, productivity, experience, and create a healthy workplace of the future. Thank you, everyone, for listening and joining this week's episode of our Survive and Thrive podcast. Remember, at Consenity, we empower the conscious leader to realize positive and sustainable change. Until next time, don't just survive, thrive. Take care.